1: Listening to the Built
0: to Grow podcast, delivering the knowledge in all things fitness business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Exton. All right. Welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons, in the HQ studio with a brand new... What is this a soft light nick the magician the <laughs> av magicians brought a brand new soft light if you're on youtube you can check us out you can see the, the beautiful glow off of our dome pieces joined by randy angston what's up buddy how are we doing great back but, in the saddle <laughs> <laughs> we're back we're back in uh hot zona we were, oh, up, we were up north for a couple of weeks or a week and a half or whatever enjoying the weather the woods The rain,
1: the whispering pines.
0: (laughs) Uh, But anyways, we're back. Ready to hit it hard. Got a big um, Iron Circle experience coming up next week. I'll be actually heading out to uh, hang with my parents here in Orlando, Florida, for the LSU-FSU game. It's like a bowl game preseason. It's almost like a beginning bowl. This is a bowl game style matchup. You got five versus eight. This would be like the Chick-fil-A bowl. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yep. Anyways, all good. Excited to get back here, get back into uh, into the swing of things. Just met with uh, Zach. We got the SOPs happening. It's a, just a lot going on, which is which is awesome. It was good to see everybody again today. Yeah, walking through. I mean, I literally haven't phases. been here in two and a half weeks. Yep, still running, still growing, having a record month uh, for sales. Uh, Delta's like eight thousand, you know, which is yeah. great. So a lot to talk about today you know this this show comes from a coaching call this is something that i want to like get out immediately because this this is uh this is a problem in a lot of gyms that we work with but a great coaching call yesterday with uh, a couple new clients you know young owners kind of inherited a gym and you know they're they don't see the things i see sometimes because mm-hmm. they haven't they haven't faced it right 15 14 years in, in of brain damage going into this uh, business and we've kind of worked through a lot of the stuff already and we've been exactly where they were mm-hmm. and and what do i mean by that well you know they i mean first off they they bought a gym they inherited a gym or they they inherited the problems from the, the gym that sure. they bought right and um you know, and you may listen to this and be like, no, nah, it's not really a problem. We, we do the same thing, but let me, let me uh, explain what I'm talking about. And they, you know, this is a personal training gym. It's a big, you know, big box as well. And they've got, you know, kind of like one-on-one and they've got like team training and stuff like that going on and some semi-private. And so each coach is in the gym. I think they had seven or eight coaches and uh, most of them are one-on-one. And the, and the reason they have so many coaches is cause they do one-on-one you can't scale unless you have another coach yep. and another coach and another coach. Right. Uh, and so the way that they're structured uh, in regards to the clientele um, is, is at putting them at risk and, and there's potential problems and they've already seen it happen. So I know it's true. Each coach has their own roster of clients that they train, that they do the programming for, that they do the check-ins for, <clears throat> they schedule, And those are their clients. Now Mm -hmm. they didn't bring the clients in with them. They were given the clients as the gym sold memberships. They would assign a client to a coach and those clients would never train with another coach. Gotcha. they're in a one-on-one atmosphere and that's the way they've run. You know, I think this gym been around five, seven years, something like that. So, well, Tim, why is that a problem? Right? Why, why would that be a problem? Well, five things. I mean, honestly, I could, they probably 50 things, uh, but like, you know, problem number one, each coach is training in programming individually for their group of clients. There's no methodology that's uniform across the whole facility. And it it looks like a mix match of training modalities within the four same four walls as everybody else
1: in the same delivery too same, you know, one-on-one on one. one -one,
0: Yeah. So we had this in my first facility, but we had independent trainers. Mm -hmm. And so when I first opened my gym in 2009, I was mostly interested in the memberships and, you know, let the trainers pay rent and they could do whatever the hell they wanted. Mm -hmm. Literally walked in one day and I saw every from spectrum geriatric to bodybuilding to CrossFit happening yep. in the middle of three or three thirty-two hundred 3,200 square feet. It was a mess. I mean, we had band work going on with a group of four 70 year old women in one corner. And we had like Murphy, murph. Murph. <laughs> the, murph going, going on, the yeah. murph going on in the other. And, and then we had posing some, going on the
1: mirrors and posing. And
0: oh, yeah. And now for a young gym owner, 29 years old, that was pretty cool. But like, at the end of the day
1: there was no there's no culture i mean it was just all over the place well you know what cool is an ego metric oh yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like i'm mm. sure yeah to your point right it felt good but i mean obviously we knew each other that was when i started yeah you know training with your gym and uh uh the business was not where the business needed to be right, right? you weren't getting the benefit of that and we'll get into to why but uh yeah cool doesn't matter you know if if it's not putting cash in the bank sure yeah. And so these
0: coaches are, are doing their own thing. They have their own clients that came from the gym and, you know, and they, you know, obviously they pay the gym, the membership, and they get paid for their time or training the session. But the big what if is what if trainer B decides they want to leave and go get another job? What do you think is going to happen to that roster of clients? They, that coach basically owns those clients in their eyes, for sure. In the client's eyes, the benefit that they're getting from that membership is 100% on the shoulders of the coach. The coach probably feels the same way. The coach probably feels the same way. Irrespective of where that client came from, that they now own that client yep. in, in a way. And so if that coach leaves, so does the roster of clients and so does your, you know, revenue. Yep. And they had told me before we even got into it, that it had happened two times just before they took ownership of the gym and they lost $20,000 in recurring revenue <sighs> from two coaches. So each coach probably worth 10 K more than
1: the average gym makes a
0: month. You can't just bounce back from that. No. And that can happen seven times right now in their gym. And I made it very clear. This is a very big problem for them Um, because they, they're, they're, they're handcuffed. They're, they, they have no control. They piss off a coach. I screw you. I'm out. And they pull their clients with them. The gym's clients with them. And and the gym owners are screwed. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the risk of the ownership of the operation, the the coaches have no risk. They can go start up tomorrow at another gym, they go to a garage, a field, whatever they want. The gym owner has all of the risk and Mm -hmm. probably a personal guarantee with their home Mm -hmm. and assets involved in the decision they took to open that business, at least on the lease side. Yeah. Hey guys, as you know, at Built to Grow, we're all about systems and scalability. And that's why I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Semi-Private Pro. So we set on a mission and I said, look, we got to create an app that is designed specifically for semi-private training. And I can tell you guys this firsthand, this is taking our training to new heights and I'm confident it can do the same thing for you. See, with Semi-Private Pro, you can streamline your training system, enhance client engagement and scale. Like never before, without spending hours on programming. To learn more about how you can get started with semi private pro, head on over to special link here, semiprivatepro.com slash btg. That's built to grow. So just head on over real quick to semiprivatepro.com slash btg to check out a demo for yourself. So that's a problem. Are you facing this in your gym? Is this something the way <clears throat> you have set up in your gym? If it is, continue to listen, because we're gonna tell you how we're gonna solve this problem, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, and this is a big belief of ours. I mean, obviously, we've, t- we've made a lot of these changes, to your point, over over the years through your facility. Yeah. This is something that we've helped a ton of facilities, you yeah. know, adapt to or, or shift to, but this is, I mean, this is a huge, huge a huge issue. problem. It's an issue it, it, and
0: sometimes you don't even realize how you got there, yeah, unless you're you're really proactive in how you set up your operations, this could happen overnight and like, it se-
1: it might seem like a, a solution until it isn't. You know what I mean? This might seem like a great thing. Take some of that work off your plate, right? The coaches are handling quote unquote, the you know so much of the work. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but they also own all of that responsibility and that, you know, like the, what comes with that work, right? And that's the perception that the client's gonna have, that's the perception the coach is gonna have. And ultimately they can, both of those can impact the business and the business owner correct? based on how those operate or the decisions that they make. Exactly,
0: exactly. And so it, I think if we were to go look on the other side of the spectrum and in a perfect scenario, what I would like to see happen in any facility is that the programming comes from the gym, down so the programming lives at the gym level mm-hmm. the coaches facilitate the program okay at least that and i would really like to see the clients work with different coaches yes if that those two things are there you're at least insulated on on you know like you're a little bit more protected than the other way sure <clears throat> of course a, co- a coach could leave and solicit and do all these things of course they you know, have an agreement that said they're not going to do that. but Of course it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so you know, having the, having the programming coming from the gym down, a specific way that you train a methodology, a program of periodization, whatever that is that needs to be owned at the gym level. Clients need to understand that the coach is a facilitator of said, of said product, of said service. And it's not necessarily, I mean, of course there's going to be those conversations and personal connections mm-hmm. and in that coaching queue that really, you know, help that client get that engagement in their glutes that, you know, nobody else could sure. do. And there's that special moments and stuff like that are always going to happen. But the grand scheme of things the the clients should feel like the values coming from the gym brand on the brand owned gym, Yes, right? They should feel that way. Um, and another thing is, Especially if you mix match coaches with clients, of course, they're not going to love that idea because they, you know, they get used to routine, but like every so often, I mean, if you have a facility set up like we do in a semi-private atmosphere where the coach, the clients can come in at any hour of the day from 5 a.m. until 7 p.m. at night, every hour on the hour, that's our model. If they're normally coming in at 7am and they have a doctor's appointment, they can come in at 3pm and of course it's going to be a different coach. They get that same experience. We're really driving home. The experience each client gets with each coach needs to be similar. They're going to be less worried about training with another coach than in the first scenario that we talked about with the, with the young gym owners, right? Like
1: they don't know my programming. They don't know me. They don't know. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, right. if you move all those things to the brand, right? I, like I think of coaches in in a fitness facility like tools. They're they're you know tools in your repertoire, right? And each of them have a skill set. Each of them have things that they do better or worse. I mean, I've, I, there's the human element, right? Between one from one to the other, the education that goes into it, the continued education that goes into it, the things they enjoy. They come. Our clients come to us as the experts to you know to uh, solve a problem for them. If I if we threw one coach and only one person's skill sets towards that, they're going to get the benefit of what that coach knows or that one coach is capable of. But if you put, you know, four people in the mix and the brand on top of it, that's in charge of the control of the client's results. Now you've got the ability sometimes maybe that second coach that they don't normally train with sees something that that one coach doesn't all the time. Right. Maybe they're looking past that, that cue that needed to be said, but the relationship over outweighed the, the ability to, to communicate that. Right. You know, yep. maybe they became too buddy, buddy. And so now it's a comfortable, and that happens. you know, absolutely. Right. You know, your clients need to be pushed, but you need to know how, how hard and you know, when and where to push them. Right. And if, if you're working with the same person all of the time. Some of that stuff gets muted. Some it's of that lazy. stuff gets yeah, exactly. And I don't think it's intentional. I think it's just you know the relationship takes over, yeah. and the experience can suffer as a result.
0: And that's actually something that we talk about in our sales consultations. That you get the benefit of working with the team. Yeah, and and that's what we say. It's exactly what we say. Or Zach says. And so the clients love that, and they come yeah. in knowing that there's a team approach to it. The programming is coming from the top down. All these good things. The other side of the story is how you pay your coaches, and you may be at risk again from something that you didn't even realize is happening. Mm-hmm. And so, so, so what I mean, how do I pay your coach? Um, there's a W2 employee and there's a 1099 contractor. Those are two different ways into the IRS's definitions of how you pay people, right? If somebody's an employee, you pay them on payroll, you have payroll taxes, there's FICO and all that good stuff that comes out. Social security, uh, the employer has to match all that, those taxes. And there's a higher costs and a higher burden to the business by paying somebody as a W2 employee. Contrary to that, you have a 1099 contractor where you pay them a fat, flat rate for the service and there's no taxes f- deducted from your end or their end. And there's no, I mean, there might be a payroll service if you're using like ADP, sure. or paychecks to process the 1099 check, uh, but there's no taxes taken out of that. Well, Tim, well, would it make sense just to put everybody on the 1099? Well, yeah, on paper, it, yeah. that looks like a hell of a lot better deal to the employee right? Oh, I can just pay a flat rate, I don't have to pay taxes. Yes, however, there's, there are major differences in the IRS's definitions of what is a contractor versus what is an employee. In a lot of them, a lot of you are breaking the law right
1: now, Yeah, big time. Yeah, I mean, talk about that, because it's not just the on paper stuff. Yeah. Right. The on paper is kind of what sets the tone, but it's, it's the operation that follows that really that's what's putting people at risk. Correct. How, how you treat and, and manage
0: a contractor yep. versus an employee, completely different. One of the biggest differentiators between the two is number one, they, and they say it right in their, in their legal description is, does that person wear your uniform? Does that person wear your logo? Do you tell that person what to wear? Then you're an employee. Team meetings. Hold on, there's plenty more. Do you tell that person how to do the job? Do you tell them what to do on the job? Do you tell them their schedule? If you do, they're an employee. Do, Do you manage this person? Do you develop this person? Is there team meetings with this person? Then they're an employee. Contrary to that, the contractor—the easiest way to explain what a contractor is—is is you call up a plumber to fix your toilet. They tell you when they're going to be there. They yep. tell you how much it's going to cost, and they do—they bring their tools, and they—and they—you know, you're not telling that plumber how to change the, up. change the O-ring, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and do a quarter-turn valve instead of a, you know, like the standard valve. You don't tell them how to do the job. They do the job. Correct. So if you are paying your trainers as 1099s, you may not tell them how to do the job, you may not tell them what to wear, you may not tell them when to be there, like a set schedule. They are basically coming in, doing a job and leaving and, and they're responsible for all of it. And if you're in a facility where that's happening and the IRS finds out, you may never get caught. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You may never get yep. caught, but if they do come in and audit your business and they see what's happening with your coaches and you're paying them as 1099s, but you're treating them as employees, you are on the hook for back taxes, back payroll, and all kinds of problems and fines and fees and interest. This happened to one of our iron circle members years ago. And she, in her small facility in, I think it was just a few years she was doing this. She owed over $40,000 in back pay. This is enough to put a business, somebody on a business. Oh, hell yeah. And you need to double check and pump the brakes if this is happening in your facility. Now, I know there's loopholes. I know there's loopholes and I see it happening in a lot of big box gyms. At least it used to be this way. And you'll know this, Mm -hmm. Mountainside. Oh, yeah. Mountainside is a, a local company. They used to employ core performance solutions as the personal training arm. A business within a business. Now, that business was paying their people as employees, but the mountainside was paying them as a contractor because essentially it was. They were the contractor and they had employees that were doing the job. That that worked, in the IRS's opinion. Now, I think they've taken it in-house and they've changed a lot of things. Yeah. But Hey, Tim Lance here, and I just want to give a quick shout-out to everyone out there surviving the day-to-day chaos of the fitness business. You know, you're showing up every day and you got people counting on you. I know it's not easy, but you're doing it. So keep on going. But listen, if you feel like it's getting to be too much and you wanted to get some support so you can get out of the struggle and get into real growth, then I highly recommend that you check out our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator Program at winninggym.com slash grow. Go check it out, sign up, and let's get you on track for some easy wins and get back to growth mode. All right. Once again, the link is slash grow. And now back to the show. At the end of the day, you need to not be at risk. Like oh, this whole episode's about putting yourself at risk. Like if you're, tr- you know, treating these folks as employees, but paying as 1099s, you're at risk. If you are letting your coaches program individually for each client, however the hell they want, you're at risk. If they, have their own roster of clients. Nobody shares, and the client believes that the benefits that they're gaining are coming strictly from this particular coach. You're at risk, but it's all fixable. Yeah. But I'm telling you, like guys, I see, I see it. A lot of gyms doing all of these things, and it's not a problem until it's a problem. There you go. And mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm trying again. ProFit. We help gym owners win. This is to help you win because I don't want to see this happen to you. I don't want to see a coach leave. I don't want to see the IRS come and catch you on, um, you know, an audit and, and nail your ass. Yeah, take a bunch of your money, we'll yeah, put you out of business. Uh, it,
1: and it would. I mean, a lot of us. Yeah, yeah. most. Yeah, most facilities that we know, it would. um, It's that is. It's you're playing with fire. I mean, there's no way around it. I mean, it, to me, it's the decision of like. You know what's easy today versus what's the right way to do it, type of thing, oh, right? Yeah. They're they're faciliti- they're they're providing um, or they're jumping to something that seems like a great idea, right? Oh, I could save all these these. T- We're looking at all the pros. We're not even weighing any of the cons. Oh yeah. We're I mean we've been we've had our flag in the ground for a long time about making the brand, you know the the controller, right? Bringing all of those at the the control the programming all of that's up to the the brand. And if you guys think about it, you're building your business. As you're building your business, you're you're building brand recognition. If you're not working on building your brand and what your business is known for, it's a different model. I mean, there are plenty of facilities that do independent contractors. They run, you know, big, you know, large facilities and everybody pays them rent and they control their thing. That's a different business model than the way that you guys are running your training gyms that's to tim's point if you're if you anticipate or if you you if you're under the belief that you're the facilitator of all of these things and you've got those independent contractors that you're trying to force you know as employees in your business i mean you're literally you're pouring gas on the fire you're just waiting for someone to light the match and that's not the right way to go about the business
0: Yeah. No. And and again, you, some, maybe you don't even know. That's
1: my point. I think most, most situations, I mean, we see the the pros, we don't even realize like, what are the repercussions? Well, here's the scoop. Like, I mean, I, I would, I I would want to
0: believe that a gym is doing this unknowingly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would think that they would look at the differences if they knew them and make an easy decision to make these people employees so they don't put themselves at risk. Exactly. I would have to assume there's naivety, you know, whatever, naivety here that they don't understand that they're breaking the law. Mm -hmm. Like I would have to under, I have to have to assume, but if you're doing this and you know it even worse because I don't know, I mean, I don't want to be in that position, no. you know? And so, I don't know. There's, There's a lot to think about, but here's the thing. If you take anything away from this, episode. Number one is how you structure your gym is as, as much as you think that this was the easy way. Like, like you said, it may just have happened this way. The way the employee, the, the coaches are taking, you know, just doing the programming. Take a step back, look at it from the co- client's perspective. Where's the value? Why am I paying this membership? Why don't I just pay this dude and go train somewhere else in a garage or something? Cause mm-hmm. he's, he's the one giving me the benefits. Don't put yourself in that situation. Make changes today to, get out of that situation. And that's exactly what we're doing. We're doing with these coaching clients. I've got a you know, plan, plan, specific to them. And it's, and it sounds amazing. Like it, like I was just telling Zach what the plan is and he goes, dude, that is a really good way to do it. I hadn't even thought of that, right? Yeah. Like, and, and it took me a while to like, you know, come up with the game plan, but it makes total sense. The way we're gonna transition that gym, the entire staff into semi-private, shared clientele, Programming top down, yeah, from the gym, and it's it's a great plan. So we'll let you know how it goes. I'm I'm certain it's going to work, but I'm just saying like, hey, there's ways out of it. If you need help with this? Jump on a call. It's what we do in our coaching program, WinningGym.com/slash/grow. That'll take you to the, the landing page. Yep. I think. Oh yeah, you'll be able to
1: book a, book a call with me. We'll jump on. We'll go over your business much like we did. You know, we kind of laid out today. Yeah. We'll we'll give you the opportunities, and then we'll we'll lay out the game plan. Like yeah. Tim just said, uh, you know, how to make those transitions, how to, whether it's editing your deliverables, whether it's you know changes to your your structure of your team, your staff scheduling or your staff structure, um, all of those things. I mean, it's all part of what we do over eight weeks, and you've got you know total access to Tim, myself, and yeah. Zach, his fitness director. So.
0: Yeah, it was great. Like this, this call went on, I think three hours yeah. last night and it was great. I mean, it felt like it was telling you. It felt like 30 minutes, but in, but in a three hour conversation, I was able to dissect, create a plan we have action items and where everybody's on the right track. Like everybody knows the game plan and it's going to work and it's going to be amazing. And by the end of this eight weeks and moving on into the next year, this business will be in a completely different place. Can control from the gym owners and the ownership we help gym owners win right mm-hmm. gym owners um and they're gonna be in a great place i'm excited for them and they're gonna kill it so anyways <laughs> if you need help guys winninggym.com slash grow that's it for this episode hopefully that helps you get the wheels turning until next episode keep changing lives see you on the next show bye all right and thank you for listening to that episode of the built to grow podcast where we help gym owners win now do you want to connect with me and other gym owners online all you need to do is join our private facebook group business talk with fitness professionals